You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. Hello everyone, it is a pleasure to go across your sound wave today. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you are in a great place. And if you're not, it is my hope that by the end of this podcast, you are. So before I get into spilling the tea and sharing what I hope will be words that inspire and ignite a revolution inside you, it's probably important for me to share a bit about who I am. So I am the wearer of many hats, a wife, a mother, a career woman, but one that I wear with great pride is that of a certified health coach. Now for many, when you hear health coach, they instantly go to physical health, which is a part of what I do, but recognizing the intersectionality of any one individual that I connect with. I must also recognize the emotional, mental, spiritual being, including the physical being, that is any one person. So while I am always happy to encourage people to move and be active, my role is to also help people connect with their mental, emotional, and spiritual being in an effort to emancipate oneself from the barriers that keep us from achieving whatever our desired state is. And so how do I do this? I do it by showing the importance and significance of self-care as the conduit to self-awareness, self-discovery, and self-actualization. Now, even when I say self-care, right, many people will go to the enablers of self-care, such as massage, spa days, vacations, even chocolate cake, which are all amazing. Uh, But they don't necessarily get to the root of where women struggle, and that is making ourselves the number one priority above all. Now, for some of you listening, you know, you may have just gagged a bit. You know, when we talk about putting ourselves first, it sometimes elicits feelings of stress and anxiety. Um, But that's not that's not the intent. Right. I want to challenge the notion and ask you, what would it mean to you to shift the mind from a have to attitude to a get to attitude? You know, imagine operating from a place of fullness rather than depletion, where what you were giving to the world is the best of you not what is left of you. What would it mean to you if you could carve out time in your busy life to just spend time with yourself? And not the kind of time where you're, you know, you're doing work for others and peace and quiet or where you're truly looking within, imagining, creating, understanding and manifesting what your desired state of being could be. What if every single time, you know, you put on an outfit and you looked in the mirror and you thought, girl, you got this. And it wasn't about the exact fit of the clothing, but really had everything to do with how what you wore was a reflection of the self-love and self-worth and self-value that you had within you. And just imagine letting go of all the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual baggage that sometimes weighs us down and makes us question our purpose and the gift that we know we all have. You see, the journey with Medemoy Health isn't just about enhancing what the world sees on the outside, but it's really about reframing and rebuilding and reclaiming who you are. You know, how do we shift, as I said, from the have-to mindset to the get-to mindset? 
as a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, career woman, an entrepreneur, to name literally just a few of the hats that we literally wear every single day, hour by hour. The truth is we all want to achieve optimal health and wellness, but sometimes the struggle is real. And so today's podcast isn't just about me downloading information, no. Today is about me pouring into all of you, reaffirming a community that we call sisterhood. You know, creating a vibe that is a reflection of the commitment you've made to yourself to self-discover, self-actualize, and self-love by immersing yourself into a space that has been curated by women for women. So we start to reframe our understanding of what it means to be healthy and to take empowered action of our lives, giving us permission to see ourselves always worthy of living optimally. And so when I began this podcast, right, I said I made mention of how self-care is the true conduit to achieving our optimal state. You know, self-care, you know, is defined as the practice of taking an active role in protecting our own health and well-being, our happiness and our health. And so for many of us, the practice of health care is of self-care is is an intervention versus a preventative measure, meaning we only focus on the self when we have reached a point where we have nothing else to give. And so we run to the spa, we run to the masseuse where we allot ourselves only two hours to replenish months of physical, mental, emotional and spiritual baggage. And so when I say that out loud, how reasonable does that sound? Right? Self-care shows up in how we eat, how we move, how we sleep, how we interact with those we love and may not like, our physical space, our capacity or difficulty to create boundaries or not, what we wear. It shows up in every single thing that we do. Self-care is about self-preservation. And if I can take it one step further, it's about thriving, not just surviving. Look at what we've endured in the last two years, right? Who would have thought What has been the full impact of this pandemic and certainly other situations not even connected to COVID that have affected our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health? Honestly, the simple monotony of the day with reduced capacity to go out when we wanted to, while balancing the needs of our kids, our partners, our parents, it was just too damn much some days, right? Our capacity to take care of ourselves has gone way beyond our ability to make it to work today but has everything to do with preserving key areas of our life that are connected, again, to our emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. By not taking care of ourselves and making self-care a part of our day-to-day practice, we risk some really serious outcomes that many of us might already be experiencing or are about to experience. And so how do we start to shift our way out of that direction? Now, so much of our ability to self-care in its truest form is deeply connected to that inner chatter in our head, right? So you know that little voice that tells you you're worthy or that you don't deserve something? As a coach, I combat the hell out of that inner chatter to free the mind of all the negativity and self-doubt and judgment so that it actually leaves room for grace and self-love. So that when you look in the mirror, you say, girl, you're going to kill it today, no matter what you're doing. I mean, you could be making a sandwich, but you're going to kill it. You know, recognizing the power of self-care opens us up to a whole other dimension of ourselves that goes beyond the titles we hold in this world, right? Seeing our value and placing importance in taking care of ourselves also gives us permission to step into our purpose and power, whether you know it or not. 
every single one of you listening in today has both power and a purpose that you have yet to discover or are yet okay to speak into existence because you are not yet comfortable with the word I. I in the same way that it physically appears when written represents a single entity. In a world where we are encouraged, right, to be part of a collective and see the beauty of shared ideas in an environment, which I think is so powerful, placing ourselves out there in the big wide world sometimes seems way too exposed, right? So like we don't want to put ourselves out there. But I challenge that fear because without that exposure, how do you know where your unique strength, where you shine, what gift you have to bestow onto others? What is that, you know, the je ne sais quoi that brings people to gravitate to you? What gift do you bestow onto those who are privileged enough to be in your space or to be supported by you? Where is your power? Because getting clear about what you bring to the table slowly starts to build that armor, letting the world know that you are who you are, why you are here, and how you are to be regarded and treated. I remind you, this isn't about title, right? But has everything to do with the self. The importance of self-care is fully connected to every single thing we are talking about. If I don't take care of myself, if I don't show my worth, my value, and that I love myself above all, how can I expect others around me to have the same care? I'm at a minimum setting a standard in how I'm to be treated and understand that this standard is set for my kids, my partner, my friends, my coworkers, literally everyone I interact with. Right? As we navigate uncharted waters while working hard to keep some semblance of normalcy in our lives, you know, we often find ourselves simply functioning versus thriving, like I said. You know, beyond the increasing demands on us, which are real, our difficulty in focusing in our own purpose or talent is sometimes really hard. And so earlier in this podcast, I talked about the power of self-care as the conduit to self-awareness, self-discovery, and self-actualization. And though a concept that requires intentional practice, I also want to spend just a little bit of time talking about how the art of self-care, once implemented as an act of self-love and preservation, opens you up to a whole world of understanding your power and your capacity to influence everything around you. Now, let me be clear. I'm not talking about, you know, this diabolical take over the world type of influence. You know, what I'm talking about is the have influence and control over your life outcomes. How many of us have actually sat back after a situation and thought, why didn't I exercise more power in that discussion or decision? Why didn't I speak up more? Why didn't I provide my perspective or insight about something that affects me or something that I know I bring value to the conversation about? Now, I'm not saying that not engaging in self-care is directly connected to our capacity to speak up or speak out or advocate for ourselves. But what I am saying is that the true practice of self-care sets a standard by which we operate from, which at a minimum ensures that we are always in a position of power as it pertains to our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. The truth is no one can gift you your power. While in the context of work, sure, we may get promoted and elected, which does come with a certain level of power in the context of decision-making. But what I'm talking about is authentic power. The one that does not come from an external source or title, but the power that is generated from within. 
You know, recognizing and owning your power gives you the permission to be as successful as you want to be. Owning your power leads you to increase confidence and an understanding of self. Owning your power allows you to create and maintain strong relationships in all areas of your life. It allows you to stand up for yourself, negotiate for yourself, demonstrate your strength while admitting when you're wrong. You know how much power it takes to allow yourself to be vulnerable and compassionate without losing yourself in the process? Not a secret that some others want to know, but every single one of us has power. The trick is to connect with it and own it. And own it requires an understanding of how using our power sets us on the trajectory to achieving our desired state. And so the first step is to acknowledge and declare it. Right now, I don't mean like go kicking your front door open and yelling, I have power. You know, like unless your neighborhood knows you're an actress, I don't know that the outcome will work in your favor. But as women, we're both conditioned to, you know, too often shy away from declaring and owning our ambition and power. We want to be successful, but have created this narrative or inner dialogue that declaring our desires for ourselves is awkward and unbecoming. Straight up, let that go. Your declaration of power isn't to proclaim your position on some hierarchical org chart. The declaration of your power is to advise those around you that you are purposeful and ambitious in accordance to your own measurement of success. The next is replace negative self-talk with positive affirmation. Nothing can sabotage you more than letting negative self-talk dominate your thoughts. Negative self-talk, I mean, we've experienced, we've all experienced it. I've definitely experienced it. It paralyzes you from taking action. It holds you back from sharing your thoughts and ideas and prevents you from taking risks and exploring new opportunities. These thoughts can literally empty your fuel tank. And once you're out of gas, you no longer have power. Listening to these negative voices and label them as such, right? Self-awareness is the first step to owning your power. Don't let these limiting beliefs control your life and your success. Acknowledge that they are there. Maybe even write them down so when they do come back to you, you can chuckle to yourself and say, please come with something new, almost mocking the, ne the negativity, right? Release the thoughts, reframe and replace with positive affirmations. The next is advocate for yourself. When you understand your value and how you contribute to successful outcomes, both personally and professionally, you can position yourself as someone who has the capacity to advocate for yourself, as well help and empower others reach their desired state. Now, I want you to know, advocating for oneself is not always about an outward declaration. Sometimes the power of advocacy is actually demonstrated in our actions or inactions. You know, the things that let people know that you are unwilling to be a sacrificial lamb for a greater good. The next is ask for help when you need it. Now, let me be transparent. I am still actively working on this daily. You know that scene when a baby is trying to demonstrate their independence but needs help, but because they're about three seconds away from having a tantrum but still won't ask for help? Yeah, I've been there. I'm, I've done that. I actually probably continue to do that on occasion. Somehow we've come to believe that if we admit we don't have all the answers, we seem powerless when the opposite is actually true. Powerful people know when to seek assistance and feedback from others. When you ask for and line up the resource you need to be successful, you increase your chances of being successful. Knowing what you need and asking for help is such a power move. 
The next is acknowledge your fears, right? Your fears are with your negative thoughts, sabotage your success and rob you of your power. We all have fears, but we lose our power when we let our fears overwhelm and paralyze us from taking action. Own your power by facing your fears, right? Understand how you give up control and power by letting your fears dominate your life, right? Start with baby steps. It doesn't have to be these huge leaps and bounds. But we also have to recognize that, you know, fear is often tied to this concept of failure. You know, if we do or try something and we fail, then that means that we're not good. That means that we're, we're not strong. It means that we don't have power. Straight up, it actually means nothing. It means that you've tried something that you perhaps don't have strength in, which is totally fine. Or you tried something that, in fact, you discovered is not even something you're even interested in. Too often we take failure as a direct correlation to our capacity to be successful, rather than seeing it as another tool needed to assess areas of strength, opportunities for growth and development, or a complete shift away from a path we thought was our desired journey. Next is build a supportive network. You know, in a blog I'd written some time ago, I asked a question to my readers, who is your board of directors? Not the formal corporate or not-for-profit board, but your personal board of directors who hold space for you, hold you accountable, support you, challenge you, and remind you of your greatness. I firmly believe that you cannot be successful in a vacuum. Every coach needs a coach. Every mentor needs a mentor. Every woman needs a cheering squad. And these don't need to be women who are doing what you are doing or even in positions greater than you. Imagine being wrapped around by those who exemplify self-awareness, integrity, self-love, kindness, vulnerability, and resilience, and all the characteristics that truly embody womanhood. What a beautiful gift. And lastly, and of course, the premise of this whole podcast is practice self-care. You know, as a lifelong overachiever, it has taken me a really long time to learn how powerful and important self-care is. I believed in the mantra that the harder you work, the more successful you will be. And hard work is important, but you lose your steam. It's just a fact, your power source, if you don't take the time to refuel and re-energize. That renewed energy comes from self-care. Only you know how best to replenish your mind, your body, and your soul. And so recognize the significance of self-care as an act of prevention over intervention. At the foundation of it all, the practice of self-care ensures that you are giving the best of you instead of what is left of you. And so as I bring this podcast to a close, again, I want to remind you all that putting yourself first is not a selfish act. It is an act of love, particularly for those who you care for and love the most. And so to everyone listening today, I remind you to stay strong, to stay bold, and to stay unapologetic. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.